back to where we were. Um, I don't know, it's summertime around there when we were flirting with what? What did we get up to? About a dollar ninety? Was that the highest we hit in Alberta? About a dollar ninety, somewhere around there. I remember one time I managed to get a hundred bucks into the car, and I've never done that before. Um, but I filled up this weekend, and maybe I'm crazy because I was looking this morning, and it's about a dollar forty, dollar forty-three, something like that on the drive-in that I saw most places. But I swear. I checked this weekend and I got it for a dollar twenty-four I'm almost 100% positive. It was at a Costco, so it's going to be cheaper. Um, but I'm pretty sure I paid a dollar twenty-four I think. Um, so the relief obviously welcome when it comes to the price at the pump. But no such relief at all when it comes to the price of diesel. It remains incredibly high. We heard from one of our truck driving listeners yesterday who was in Ontario talking about some of the prices he's paying. Well over $2. They're talking about $3. Uh, in the Maritimes. It's it, it's crazy. The average, almost two fifty a litre in Canada right now. And as you know, it's an essential part of so many things that we rely on when it comes to trucking. Those trucks run on diesel. So the cost is ultimately going to end up, you know, being on your bill. Um, and again, it's just a story of supply and demand as far as I can understand it. So let's get some help on exactly where we are and where we might be going. We're going to chat with, um, Patrick DeHaan, a Chicago-based analyst with gasbuddy.com. Patrick, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, when we talk about it, really what it comes down to, as it always does, is supply and demand, right? So let's start, first of all, on the, uh, demand side of that equation. It's very high. There's been no slowdown in demand for diesel. Well, it certainly has been recovering after COVID, has yeah. it, right? Uh, a lot of early in the pandemic, uh, a lot of goods stopped moving for a while. Companies didn't know if they were going to sell through anything. Stores were closed. The hours were extremely limited. Um, and so demand was very low uh, for diesel and gasoline during the parts of early COVID, which caused some refineries, including the Come By Chance refineries, speaking of the Maritimes, mm-hmm. uh, to shut down permanently. And that was, uh, you know, that was prevalent coast-to-coast across Canada and the U.S. and globally. Refineries were shutting down. Then as we started to see reopening, demand started to perk up. And then all of a sudden, demand went through the roof. That is, Canadians were buying everything, and everything uh, was moving via trucks. And so, you know, we had supply chain issues, shipping issues, port issues. And so demand was up. And refineries just had no time to quickly turn everything around. And some of those refineries were permanently shut down and being dismantled. So, you know, here we are, that demand has exceeded supply and diesel uh, even more so now in the winter, Canadians and Americans heating their home with heating oil, right? So demand is going up as temperatures cool down and we're just feeling it on all fronts when it comes to the price of diesel. Really are. So Patrick, you know, I I mean, some of the refineries that have closed down, obviously that's going to crimp supply. There's no question. But in terms of ramping back up, it's been a while now that we've seen things picking up and we're still seeing diesel remain stubbornly high. Is there, is there any relief in sight? Well, uh, maybe just a little bit of relief. Oil markets have cooled off slightly this week, and the price of diesel at the ho- on the wholesale level has gone down. So there could be and should be some measure of relief. Having said that, though, we're going to continue to see diesel uh, command uh, significant premiums to gasoline all winter long, and really contingent on Mother Nature uh, for warmer than normal weather. That certainly could reduce some demand. But keep in mind, too, a lot of this is brought on by Russia's war in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Europe is searching for diesel supply to replace that Russian supply they buy. And that's why the Maritimes are getting hit very hard, because they generally rely on some imports of crude oil. That and Irving Oil refineries in St. John was shut down for maintenance. 
that refinery is back online now. But, um, you know, it, it may be a while. Russia's war in Ukraine may continue, and Europe is going to continue finding diesel elsewhere, and that's going to put pressure on diesel prices in Canada and the U.S. and abroad as well. I mean, that's sort of what it comes down to, right? It is a global commodity. So when you see a shortage and you see increased demand out of Europe, that will affect what we pay here, right? We're not immune to that. Yeah, exactly right. You cannot fence off a single country. Canada imports and exports products, uh, depending on where you are. Geography, obviously, there's a lack of pipelines in Canada that would make that much easier. Um, But the U.S. is also subject to that. Nobody can really global economics. Um, In terms of uh, reserves and, uh, you know, those sorts of things, I know that was part of the problem, especially with the United States. Their strategic reserves of diesel were incredibly low. Has that gotten any better at all? Well, strategic reserves are really just the inventories that are used. Now, there is a strategic reserve in areas of the northeast uh, United States of heating oil. Uh, We have seen the days of supply. That's kind of the key metric that's looked at in the U.S. And, of course, the Canadian market takes off of the U.S. market. There has been an improvement in the days of supply. We were at 25 days, and keep in mind, it's not that we're going to run out in 25 days, but if every refinery stopped producing, that's how much uh, we'd have. The number is now over 26, 26 26.6. So refineries have finished maintenance. They're boosting production. That's the good news, including the uh, Irving Oil Refinery in St. John is back online. So that should help improve the numbers, and that will provide relief to diesel. But don't expect diesel prices to plummet like gasoline has. Okay, fair enough. Um, and, you know, the other thing that we can't overlook is when we're talking about diesel, it affects everything, right? I mean, you, I mean, uh-huh. we're, we're talking about transportation, but home heating, fuel, kerosene, jet, all that stuff, it, it all basically comes out of the same barrel, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and I'm glad you mentioned uh, jet fuel as well, because that's a middle-of-the-barrel product like distillate. Distillate is jet fuel, heating oil, uh, diesel fuel. And so all of that is, is extremely limited. And to add in as well, some refineries, especially in the States, uh, the government there has been incentivizing converting to renewable diesel fuel, which also limits the amount of output compared to traditional. So that's been part of this as well, is that some refineries have made the transition. As the come-by-chance refinery seeks to go renewable as well, that hampers the output of the amount of diesel. Gotcha. Okay, so maybe some relief insight, but there's so much uncertainty, right, Patrick? I mean, that's the thing. We just have to wait and see because there's so many forces at play here. It's really, really tough to predict. Yeah, exactly right. If we get a colder than normal winter, if the Russian war in Ukraine, if that deviates, we could see a lot of differences. Or if a refinery that's key to the area goes down, that could unexpectedly cause price disruption as well. Okay, Patrick, great stuff. Thanks so much for being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That is Patrick DeHaan, who is a Chicago-based analyst with GasBuddy.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.